Welcome back to What's Your Bliss, part of the Anything But Credible Network. My name is Thomas Ragland, and I'm delighted to be coming back to you another week. This week's guest is Rachel Leroy, the founder of HipMaps. Rachel, welcome, and what's your bliss? Thank you, Thomas. Very happy to be here. My bliss is, um, it's pretty simple in statement. <laughs> it's uh, spreading joy. And thankfully, I am able to do that in many different ways. Well, you are on the perfect program for spreading joy. Um, that's what we're all about here at What's Your Bliss. So um, I want to start with just how that kind of came to be for you. When did you notice that spreading joy was really something that brought you joy yourself? I think it um, it started in in as early as junior high and high school. And you know, in that time period, sometimes you learn what doesn't work better than you learn what works. And, you know, I think I was in eighth grade and I made some nasty comment to somebody to try to get in with the cool girls. And I hated how that made me feel. And I said, I am not going to do that again. I don't care if I'm in with the cool girls or not. That is that is the opposite of what I want to do. And so I started, I think it was back then that I really started realizing how much better it was to be positive and to say nice things than to bring people down, to, to maybe try to impress someone else. Um, yeah, so very early on, I would say. Yeah, um, that's an excellent story. And I think many of us, We'll have probably have a version of that, right? Where we have done something to try to fit in or or done something that would be maybe maybe against our core or against our values just to make things a little easier on ourselves too. I think that there's a little bit of that, right? Like if you're in the in crowd who's making fun of someone, maybe you're, you don't become the target too. And I, I think that that's uh, a, certainly a natural state of being for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tell us right now what's uh, what's what is... What are the ways that you feel like you're spreading joy kind of in your daily life or or some some strong examples of where you said, yep, I really spread the joy there? Yeah, I um I I think that right now my well, aside from my company, which is based on spreading joy, which I can talk about later, um, the the way that I am able to spread joy the most right now is with connections. And I I love doing it. And it's also just so great to be able to connect people who may, uh, one may benefit the other or they both may benefit themselves. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing this a lot in my professional life. I have joined several networking groups. And so I, and, and thanks to the pandemic, <laughs> silver lining, I've met women mostly, but men as well from all over the world. And they're doing all kinds of different things. And they have these, you know, it's just amazing the diversity of things that people can do. <laughs> and um, I'm able to, you know, meet someone and, and get to know them and then say, hey, you know, I think you should really talk to this other person over here because they do really well what you just said you wanted to learn more about or whatever that thing is. And I really just love, you know, putting people in in touch with each other at, with the, the, hey, I think you guys should meet, see what happens or, you know, person A, you were, you were just telling me that you needed to find someone who did this thing here you go. Here's person B. 
yeah, those connections. And this is something I've recently talked about on an episode, but this idea of, I, I think that uh, it, maybe it's the time that we're doing this interview. Maybe if we did this a, a year ago at this time, it maybe feels a little different. But I think right now, kind of looking back mostly um, at the pandemic, what we're seeing is that we were able to forge connections in new ways. We are a global society and we have finally started to treat ourselves that way and treat our interactions with people. Um, so it sounds like the pandemic for you at least made it easier to make those connections. Probably, be, I'm guessing, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but it was just more intentional. Yes, yeah. And I did, I did a lot more intentional outreach to meet more people sure. than I probably would have uh, had I, you know, been going to meetings in my own town or in my own county. All of a sudden, the whole world has meetings online. So why not go meet a bunch of people 3,000 miles away from me? It, it'd be so incredible just to see what their life is and talk about how different our lives are and how similar our lives are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really struck by that. Um, this podcast itself, I don't think would have existed in the form that it does if it wasn't for the pandemic. And if it wasn't for this ability to, majority of my guests aren't in my hometown, they're not coming by the studios. So uh, yeah, I think I think you're 100% right on that, that it, it just changed the way that we find availability in each other. Yeah, yeah. How um, I, I want to talk uh, your business specifically, and um, one of the things that I think immediately connected us was this kind of shared idea of bringing joy and and, and spreading that. Um, but specifically, I'm curious from from just a business standpoint, and please you know tell us about your business. But but from a business standpoint, um, how the pandemic affected the business specifically? Well, I um, I am a custom map designer, and there's not many map people in the world, <laughs> so. Um, that is, that is rare right there. And I, uh, prior to the pandemic, I was, you know, I called myself a consultant and I did uh, maps. I, I live in uh, Sonoma, California, so that's wine country. And so a lot of the custom maps I made were for wineries in this area. And I really didn't do a lot of reaching out to wineries outside of this area. Um, just because there's so many here, I thought, well, I like to meet in person with people. I like to see the wineries and the vineyards. I don't have to by any stretch, but I like to. Why not? So, yeah. yeah, so that was my focus. And, um, and I had this idea to expand those maps a bit uh, to to weddings and start making maps for weddings. And the idea, and this still is the idea, um, is that the hosts, in this case, the wedding couple, could create a map of their personal recommendations of what their guests can do in the times in between the wedding and the reception. Or, you know, if it's a if, if someone's been traveling in from out of town, they're probably going to be there for a couple of days and the wedding lasts four hours. So what do you do in all this other time? So you could show them your favorite restaurants and coffee shops and hikes and you know, tourist spots or any something that's very cool about the location that the wedding is in. And then personal stuff too, you know, this is where we met, this is where we got engaged if that was in the, in the same area of the, of the wedding. And so I came up with this idea and I launched it uh, the same week that COVID shut down the whole US and everyone canceled all their weddings. 
<laughs> so I was a slight, slightly bit affected by that. Um, <laughs> what a year. So basically, I just spent the year learning a lot about what was working and what wasn't working. And the thing that um, that is different about the maps that I make from, say, an artist who draws maps is that I use software to create these maps. And they're beautiful. They're not technical maps. They're, they're beautiful pieces of work. But this software allows it to stay it knows where this map is in the world, which means that I, uh, I've created a smartphone app where the custom map can go into this app. Someone just downloads the app, they enter an access code and the custom map is right on their phone and they can see their location right on the custom map. And they can get directions to places that this person, you know, say it's a wedding couple, are recommending. And it's all contained in the app and you can see where you are in relation to all these cool places that someone's recommending. Um, so that makes me a little bit different. And um, I completely lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. Oh, the pandemic. Great. So, so basically it allowed me to develop this smartphone app and I rebranded and I call my company Hip Maps because um, I think maps are hip. So uh, I want to spread the joy of, of having cool, interesting, personal maps. And, you know, to bring it back around to the spreading joy thing, um, it's amazing how excited people get when they can create their very own map and they see, you know, it's not just a map of Google where you see everything. You're only going to see what you want the recipient to see and you're going to make it in your style and your colors with your fonts and it's going to you know if it's a wedding it's going to say Chris and Casey getting married in February right it's it's very much unique personal and um, the joy that the the person making it has is amazing and then the joy that the guests have in receiving it and being able to use it is also fantastic so you know, one of one of the you know when I was when I was talking to you about coming on this podcast, I was like, man, I found my bliss, and I can't believe I get paid for this. <laughs> I've turned it into a business. This is crazy. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the old uh, that's the age old adage they say, right? Uh, find something you love and have someone pay you for it. And um, I think in certainly in a, in a capitalist society, I think that's the best way to go about that. If you have to work, yes. you might as well enjoy what you're doing. And yes. um, what you've created here, I think is so, you mentioned it, it's so unique. Um, and it's so, it's so fun. Like it just brings, like you can see if you all go to um, hipmaps.com, you're going to see uh, some, some good videos, some good examples of, of what we're talking about here. And But even the tagline, when you say wander aimfully, I mean, that already speaks to me as additionally spreading that joy. Where did that come from, that, that, that phrase? It, obviously, it's the antithesis of aimlessly, but I'm curious how that, how that came yeah. to be the tagline. I, I love that. I just love that phrase. Um, I, you know, it, 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 exi it is exactly that. It's the opposite of wandering aimlessly through, you know, it, it's like you want to keep the mystery and the excitement of spontaneity and discovery. Yet, you also don't want to waste your time 
you know, everybody only has a certain amount of time. So if you can remove that half an hour that you would spend in a town scrolling through Yelp and TripAdvisor and Google Maps trying to figure out where to go for dinner and instead say, hey, where are your, where's your favorite place to go to dinner in this town? And boom, there it is. You've got not only the place, but you've got it on a map. You know where it is in relation to you. And it's this, it's this really cool gift. Um, and yeah, but it's still, you know, wandering is a very important thing in life, right? You don't want to, you know, like everybody should get lost <laughs> at some point. It's really great to get to get lost and then figure out where you are again. And in this age of smartphones, it's a little harder to do that. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, you wander, you wander with purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the purpose piece is, is certainly what sticks out to me, not just within the phrase, but within the business model itself, like this idea of purpose behind this. Um, I'm curious what, uh, I have so many follow-up questions, but, um, I, I want to start with just like, what got you into maps? Like what, what's, what sparked that joy in you? Yeah, it goes back to, I mean, I never would have known this when I was a kid, but when I was a kid, young kid, um, I was a kind of obsessed with the Atlas. <laughs> I would just spend hours looking at the Atlas and I always had this uh, amazement at aerial photos. You know, back in the, I'll date myself slightly, but let's say the late 70s and the 80s, um, aerial photos were not nearly as prevalent as they are now. And they certainly weren't on computer screens at that time. So you just, you would see a print of them. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. You know, trying to figure out what I was looking at, what perspective it was from, you know, North's not always up, right. <laughs> you know, and, um, I just absolutely loved maps and, you know, fast forward a little bit, I did a environmental, I got an environmental science degree and in college and I, as a part of that, I took some geography classes. Um, and one of those classes taught how to use this particular software on creating maps. And then it was pretty, it was very new software, um, but I loved it. And I, and I thought, man, I, I would love to be able to do this. And so I had a couple jobs outside of, you know, once I got out of college where I either, either they were already using this mapping software or I brought it into the company saying, hey, this could really help out. And I was doing a lot of conservation work and I did, um, I did vineyard design for quite, quite a few years. And this mapping software was really helpful in, in both of those uh careers you know one one was you know sh sort of visually showing a farmer how we could work on conservation on their farm and then the vineyard design it was more technical but again it was like a really good visual way to explain this is what we should do and this is how we should do it and um you know put a bunch of different pieces of information, I like to say maps are organizing chaos. You know, you put a yeah. lot of layers of information in there, but you do it in a way that somebody doesn't realize they're looking at chaos. It's organized, it's beautiful. It's like they understand the points that you're trying to get across. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that organized chaos analogy because I do think that, I mean, a lot of life is that way, but I absolutely <laughs> think like maps are and can be used in such a way to 
I mean, what you're doing is you're really distilling down to the important pieces. There's there's not frivolous stuff that's going to be on on the maps, which can happen, right? That's and sometimes right. that's how we end up wandering aimlessly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the other things, those of us that have some attention uh, difficulties <laughs> that they. <laughs> Uh, that may capture our eye, but but what you're talking about is is really distilling down to the important pieces. I'm curious. You mentioned that from the pandemic, like right when you started, was the, this plan to really focus on weddings and 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 that to be kind of a key feature. Um, you know, we're a 15 months something like that into all of this, and um, I'm wondering if uh, if that ended up picking up. And then uh, on the flip side of that, what uh, what you feel people were using or are using uh, maps for when it's not wedding related? Yeah, it's, um, I mean, weddings are definitely happening now. I mean, uh, so many people have had to put off their weddings and now they're, there's, you know, I, I talk to people and some friends in the industry and they're just overwhelmed, um, which is great. You know, everybody, yay, let's all get married. <laughs> Don't wait any more longer. Um, so those are those are definitely happening but events as you know in general like reunions and you know anniversary parties and bar mitzvahs that people are gathering together again and the and anytime you have people gathering together coming in from out of town this kind of this kind of idea is really helpful not just to get people where they need to be for organized logistical stuff of events but you know, all that fun stuff outside of it too. Um, and I also, you know, during during this whole rebranding, rethinking of this, I, I realized that um, vacation rentals, homes would are like perfect for this. And part of the reason that I really love that idea is because I love, <laughs> it's all selfish. It's like, I love to go visit a place and and rent an Airbnb or a Verbo or whatever it is, you know, and ex really explore a town, but while staying in an apartment or a house. And to have this kind of, of gift from the, the owners or the managers of this home is just, oh man, that just takes your experience through the roof, right? You, you immediately can see, oh, here's the pizza place and here's, here's a coffee shop they recommend. And oh, here's a really cool walk around a lake. We'll definitely go do that. And you know, I, I part of the reason I love doing this is that I love attracting the um, people who love to give, because really this is such a nice way to give to your clients or to your guests or to your renters, you know, whatever the occasion is, whether it be an event or a business, even a business event like a retreat um, or some, a lodge, you know, bread and breakfast and in that kind of that kind of business, you know, they're giving, they're taking it up a notch for their, for their guests. Yeah, absolutely. Has there been anything that's, this is, this is a two-parter, I think. <laughs> Has there been anything in general that surprised you about, um, about all of this um, in the, the process or um, the interactions or, or the requests? And then uh, as a second part, like what has been uh, to your mind, like the most unique request for a map? <laughs> well, I think the surprising thing um, to me was how difficult it was to build my own smartphone app. <laughs> I mean, I personally did not do that. I hired a wonderful company to do it, but um, I guess I just didn't think that it was going to be as involved as it was. And that's fine. I just, you know, it, it's just, I was ignorant. I had no idea. I had no perspective. And 
now I'm now I am a software developer, <laughs> which is very, very strange. I'm just like, nope, I, I own an app. I didn't actually do it. Um, and then so so a unique request. Ooh, that's that's fun. Um, I would say. Well, I don't know if this is unique, but it's really cool. So I'll mention it. Um, a center. Um, it's called a Center for Applied Con Consciousness. They are um, a US-based group, but they have an, uh, a center in Montepulciano, Italy. And they asked me to make a map for them in Montepulciano um, of their center and a couple of the places that they, that they send their um, guests to pretty frequently. And that is probably one of the most unique looking maps I've ever made because we used this really ornate, super cool frame for it. It was less, it was definitely more of a work of art than um, a lot of the maps that I make, especially for wineries. Um, and that was just so cool. Plus I really, really think I should go there and, and make sure that the map is correct, right? I gotta, I gotta travel there and do some research. <laughs> Um, when you were saying that, I, I was reminded of the, I think what you've done is really take this concept to the next level, which is, uh, you see all the time couples who have been together, who get like a state, uh, you know, their, their state cut out and then it'll have like the little heart where they met. Right. And people will like put that on their walls. And what you've done is take that concept and just, hit it from both a micro and macro level and say like you can put your entire life on this map like you said if you're planning a wedding and everything happens to take place like pretty you know within within a radius where you can actually make this work right like you can put all of those pieces in and and really give someone a full life story i mean it really sounds like you're able to to capture that yeah yeah and i also that's actually I wasn't even going to mention this, but now that you 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 mentioned it and you you said pieces, I actually I make custom jigsaw puzzles too. I did that last at the end of last year when the holidays were coming up. Um, I thought, well, you know, so many people are, you know, it's the pandemic. We're all stuck inside, and and we're a lot of us are with family that we, you know, might get a little sick of, might not want to have so much screen time. How can I connect us all? And I had this idea when I was hiking, which is when I get my best ideas. Um, talk about bliss. That's one of my bliss places, <laughs> hiking in the woods. And I was thinking about how people were really spread out and, you know, unable to visit each other over the holidays, maybe, and, and just kind of feeling disconnected. If you remember in like October, November last year, everybody felt a little more disconnected, at least in California, where we were pretty shut down. And I thought, well, I could make, um, I could make these cool jigsaw puzzles where I make a map of where everybody is living. And I take people's photos and arrange them around this map and make it, you know, some, some of them would be whimsical. Some of them would be sort of old fashioned -y and, um, and then I, I did the same idea for people's vacations because, you know, nobody had really traveled that much and you want, you were reminiscing maybe about a vacation. You could, you could set, you know, 20 photos and a cool map of the highlights of the places that you went on a vacation. And then you make it a jigsaw puzzle and you that, you know, jigsaw puzzles scientifically have been shown to reduce stress. Um, but not only that, they're really fun to do. You can do them with your family. You can, you know, not 
you know, you can have conversations where they're not super intense conversations and um, you can listen to a podcast while you're doing them, which is I, which I love to do. Um, I also love to drink wine while doing them. <laughs> they pair well with, with Pinot, I like to say. Um, so, so that sort of brings it back around to the wedding idea is, yeah, you could, you can have a whole puzzle of, of pictures plus this cool map of your wedding, but also, you know, pictures before you got married and then pictures from the wedding. And then you've got your cool wedding map and, and you know, what a, what a, what an interesting graphic to have. Do you make it into a puzzle? You can print it on totes, you know, whatever it is, it's an image. So you can print it on socks if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would, I'm sure. Uh, oh, I yes. would put it oh, on yeah. my shoes. So whenever I looked down as I was walking, <laughs> there yeah, you go. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's great. It's really, what you're describing, you you described a literal puzzle, literal jigsaw puzzles that you were putting literal. Together. But everything that you've done with this company is kind of putting those puzzle pieces together. Really, um, it's it's about finding ways that things kind of fit together. Like it, it's really, uh, it, it's like it's like Tetris <laughs> almost, right? It's finding the specific ways that you can build those custom experiences. And I think that that's that's really awesome. Um, you mentioned. Um, you know, hey, I maybe I'll uh, travel here and I'll I'll get to know the lay of the land myself. And I'm curious for yourself if you have um, how you kind of adopted this for your own travels or for you know, uh, are you making maps everywhere you go and saying I know that I need to hit these spots? You're talking to people before you go so that you create a map for yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I. It doesn't, it, it's not just professional, right? So I, <laughs> last year, my husband and I took this really fun road trip um, up into the north and the west part of the country. And we went to Idaho and Montana and uh, it was amazing. It was beautiful. And I did have a map um, with some highlights on there of places that I knew I wanted to see. And I, you know, we left the trip extremely spontaneous. We didn't make a lot of reservations at all. And we, but there were certain places that I really, really wanted to see, like the Dog Bark Park in Idaho, where they have a giant, like a house-sized beagle home, which is just the coolest thing ever. Um, and I was like, okay, that goes on the map. So yeah, we, I definitely um, wandered aimfully on that trip. And then I also, when we came back, I made a, a, graphic of our road trip <laughs> and I put the route and how you know where we went on day one and then on day two was a different color and day three was a third color and you know I created this route map and had photos um, of the highlights of you know best photos in Montana and the coolest photos in Oregon and you know it, it was just this really cool graphic and I love doing that so yeah I definitely bring that in <laughs> I, I figured you would, especially someone who's who's into the the joy aspect of it all too, right? It's not just the business; it's the joy that you're getting from yes. it. Yes, uh, yes. Switching switching back to that joy, um, I, I guess I'm I'm curious how. Well, I'm curious if there's ever been times. I, I think sometimes we we've talked about a lot in several episodes this idea that sometimes our uh, even the things that bring us bliss normally may also detract from that in some ways. And I'm wondering if there's ever been a time where you felt like, hey, I'm trying to spread joy here, or I'm 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 feeling like I'm on this track and it has either backfired or it has uh, not kind of come out the way that you've intended. Yeah, you know, sometimes I've had to 
you know, it, we were talking about like the, the maps are puzzle pieces and you got to make them all fit. And I have definitely had to step back and leave a map alone for a couple of days because it just wasn't coming together the way I wanted it. It just, there was something and then I couldn't put my finger on it. Why isn't this looking this way? Why isn't it making me feel, why don't I love this? What is going on here? And I literally have to just stop working on it for a few days and, you know, go do other stuff, you know, do other work, other tasks or whatever, maybe go for a hike. Cause that's where I have my best ideas. Um, and then come back to it. And, and that is, that is really frustrating for someone like me, who's like, well, I'm just going to make a map. It's going to be great. You know, I've made a, tons of maps. Everyone's unique. And so that's like the challenge and the blessing, right? Is every single one is 100% unique. So sometimes they don't come together on paper the way I thought they would in my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, In those times, I mean, you mentioned kind of stepping away, taking a look, uh, you know, at it from a different perspective, those types of things. In general, when you're feeling like your your joy is being tapped, a support system type of perspective, like what, what does your support system look like uh, it, professionally, personally, in those moments where joy eludes you? Yeah, uh, well, my first, my go-to is walking in the woods, for sure. That is the, that recharges, it uh, resets, it rejuvenates. That is my go-to. And there's a uh, there's actually a particular park that's about 20 minutes away from where I live, Jack London State Park. And that is where it's like magic for me. I, I just, you know, go, going there and doing a hike and it shut, it's so perfect. So that's always my number one. Um, but, you know, baking and cooking is also super, super helpful for me. I, you know, I think it comes maybe from years of doing sort of project management style work where it feels like you never get anything done because you get so many things done, but you never get to the end of the list. And with, with baking in particular, you know, you, you start it, you make it, you finish it, you see the product, you enjoy it. Like it's very, very helpful on the brain to have that complete bracket package process right there. Um, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that, that joy of completing something too, right? If, if you're feeling yes. like you're not completing something and then that is the thing that gets completed and it gets to be delicious also. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. that, that could bring some of that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I uh, wanted to to ask, what, you're, what you've described for HitMaps is really a... Um, it's kind of a snapshot, right? It's a snapshot of uh, an event or a particular place and particular things that we're looking at. And I'm wondering if there's adapt, like if there's an adaptability to something like, I'm thinking of, since we're talking about land, I'm thinking about um, indigenous land, for instance. And if if an, an indigenous group wanted to uh, come to you and say, hey, we want, basically we want to see what this land would have looked like or did look like back in this time with these very specific uh, items. I mean, is that something that you can envision that like not just 
events that are happening now or events that have become like uh, almost micro personal, but these these long cultured stories, um, do you feel like you would be able to or, or that you have the capacity slash interest to do something like that where you're weaving together, you know, in some cases, thousands of years of story and lore to create, um, you know, a replication of someone's historical background. Oh yeah, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) 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 Well, no, I I think that's an amazing idea. I love it. Um, You know, like you said, you can tell a lot of stories visually and, and they add a lot to the story. So I think that would be a really fun project and I could already a picture sort of like a flip book a little bit, yeah. you know, where you've got the same perspective, the map doesn't change, but the layers on top do. Yeah. Um, that would be yeah. that would be fantastic to work on. Yeah, I, I was just thinking of maps that, uh, you know, like and maps that, you know, certainly are not as visual or as um, in depth and like cool as what you have created. But I was thinking of like maps within uh you know his history books and things like that when they show you hey this is what the land used to look like and stuff like that but i do yeah. think like in terms of storytelling because that is a key piece i think to what you're what you're describing and what you're selling you know i, I do think of things like um like a tribe who wanted to preserve hey this is the land and historically this has been what it looks like and here's here's this per- particular place where our tribe was started and all of that stuff and and that to me like I don't know. For some reason, that is like the thing that popped into my head when I was thinking of how to preserve that storytelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I, it's funny. I don't know why my brain went there, but um, one of the, you know, we're talking about preserving storytelling, having meaning and, and, you know, the history of a place. One of the things that I'm super passionate about, and I'm actually working on a blog post that I'll hopefully get done in the next, I don't know, couple months, (laughs) Um, is using maps to increase empathy. And the way that I can, the way that I can see having that happen is to increase the perspective. So um, last year, we had, you know, I live in Northern California, we had a lot of wildfires in our area. And I, for the community, while the fires were happening, I would make maps and put them up on, you know, Facebook's Facebook and Facebook groups saying, hey, here's the here's the map of where the fire has developed. Um, and I took that and I actually put on put up a map of all the fires in the last five years because we've had such an active fire uh, season in our our area. So I made a map of the fires of the last five years so people could see the areas that didn't burn, which are actually still pretty high risk. And I had, and I was thinking, um, you know, this, this map is great because it puts a visual to what you can't, you could have a hard time describing, right? So you you see this visual, so that's a great thing, but it lacks the perspective that my friends and family who live on the East coast, they don't know how big our County is. Um, so there's not this, this perspective is lacking. So yeah. what I did is I put the state of Rhode Island on top of this map of all the fires. And it turns out our county is basically the same size as, as the state of Rhode Island. And suddenly people could see that basically the entire, the area that have, that has burned in the last five years is more than the entire state of Rhode Island. And I thought, okay, 
that's a good perspective. And I zoomed out a little farther and I put the state of Vermont on there because that's where I'm from. So I have soft spot for Vermont. And it was just amazing to see, you know, how much area had burned when you compared it to something that somebody, you know, has known The, the size of a state is pretty solid in a lot of people's minds. And then I took, um, I thought, well, this is, this is great. And I was getting all kinds of great feedback on it. And I thought, okay, I got to keep going with this because this perspective, suddenly people have so much more empathy because they understand the perspective and they can relate to it. And so I took the, um, the boundary of, it was called the glass fire. It was burning at the time. And I took the boundary of this glass fire and I put it on top of several cities. So I put it on top of Chicago and Houston and uh, Boston, I think. And, and I, so now anybody who has ever been to those cities, lived in those cities, knows the geography of those cities could see, oh my goodness, that fire has burned our entire city all the way out to the beltway or whatever it is that they can relate to. And, um, I think that that is something that I really wish there was more of in the media. I really wish that there was a lot more uh, assistance in helping people connect some crazy, scary headline to something that they can relate to because there's the empathy, you know, you need there. It's, it would just immediately go up if someone understood that connection. Absolutely. Um, And you can probably hear my cat right now. Um, After you, (laughs) we talked before the show about kicking animals out and one of my cats, uh snuck her way in here um and now wants out and can't get out of course um your your thought on and and desire to increase empathy through maps and i the the example that you gave is so powerful and so strong and something that like you said i think everybody can relate to this idea of hey if it is happening in this way and it's affecting this many tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people um, it could also just as easily affect me or it could affect my family or, or things like that. And it really is kind of bringing that empathy. And you mentioned something, which is what, what, what I was going to ask you is, is, you know, is there interest in trying to help media companies adopt a mindset like that? Because I think that you're right. I think that would be um, extremely helpful to have that narrative out there for sure. And then um on that, I, I'm wondering if you have other thoughts or plans for what that might look like in the future. Are there other pieces where you feel like, hey, this this event happened or this thing happened, and I I know that we can increase empathy through this type of map? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I um, you know, Hipmaps is a is a new company, so I'm still working on <laughs> getting that going. But I fully expect to once once that it you know hip maps is going and, and is sort of functioning on its own as as much as i can get it to roll it rolling along i should say it's rolling along i w- i absolutely want to start reaching out to media outlets and and you know pitching this i basically have to be a pitch to the yeah. to the media outlets and and say you know you really, I would love to help you with this. Whether or not you hire me, hire some other map person, use your own graphics design people. I don't care. I'm not in it for the money. I really would love to help you, you know, come up with a plan or a strategy or a system of how you can use these this idea more in 
all kinds of situations, right? You know, it, it pretty much anything that happens in a spatial way can be, this can, this can be applied to it. Um, yeah. And I think you, you mentioned kind of the application to, uh, to Rhode Island and it, speaking specifically about the wildfires, the application to Rhode Island, the application to other cities, but I think, um, just as powerful is this idea of connecting to the, you know, we know that this much acreage uh, burned, right? And then the, we know that this is the amount of acreage of farmland, for instance, we have across the country. I think anybody can relate to that. Like you're losing so much, um, not just people and, and animals and things like that, but so much land and so and just so much damage. Um, not to mention, you know, that's just the fire itself, but then there's, there's smoke damage and there's uh, ash. And there, I mean, there's, there's a ton of different things that, that come with that. So I think it's, but I agree. I think any type of event that has some sort of spatial piece to it, uh, you can, yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, in in thinking uh, back to the the original uh, you know piece of this, which was was spreading joy, I'm curious if um, there are moments in your life where you feel like, hey, that was, a, I know that I spread so much joy in this moment. Are are there a couple <laughs> examples that that stand out where you were able to do that? That also then obviously brought you kind of that 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 feeling of just like washed over bliss. Like, hey, this is this is it for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny, they're very, the one that pops in my head immediately is, um, it has to do with live music. So my, my husband's a professional musician, and he, he said his number one goal was to play the war field in San Francisco. And he got the opportunity to do it. And I helped gather a lot of friends to come out to that show. And it was just like, you know, it was just such a great thing because they, you know, first of all, it was a great show. <laughs> so that was, that was a bonus, but it was just amazing because all of those friends got to see someone's life goal be achieved and be a part of it. And, and that was just, you know, talk about washing over with joy. That was pretty incredible. And, you know, it, people need a little prodding to go do stuff pretty often, you know. So I, I do love the um, being the, the cheerleader <laughs> to, you know, you're really not going to want to miss this one. This one's a special one. And, yeah. you know, I, I think I actually do that um, pretty often for when it comes to live music, it, it, to being the cheerleader of saying, you know, I... You know, sometimes it's hard to get out of the house on a Friday night when you've worked all week and you're really tired. But once you're there and you're enjoying this experience, man, it is so much worth it. It's so worth it. And I like to be that that cheerleader for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you, which which I think, again, translates back so much to the business in terms of I want to find those moments and help you celebrate in such a personal way that it's going to last in your mind forever. And it sounds like that is exactly what happened for your husband and being yeah. able to, to play the show. Yeah. And thank goodness somebody thought to get us all together and take a picture. So we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have a great picture from that night. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up here, I just have a couple of last questions. Uh, the first one is, 
when you're thinking about if you if you had to give advice to people and specifically around how to just spread that joy and especially in those times where maybe it's harder to do that or it's it feels like it's not um going the way we planned like we kind of talked about earlier you may have to take a step back but if you had to give any advice to our listeners who are wanting to find their bliss by being able to spread joy to others what kind of advice might you give them i would say that uh it doesn't have to take much time or money and make a big impact so i i really look for those small moments when i can send a text or send an email or even a phone call not many people do phone calls these days but you know and 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 send someone a little i'm thinking of you or i remember today was your first day back at work and i hope it went really well or you know something something very small can be very very thoughtful and spread quite a lot of joy it really can it does not need to be the you know oh let's get together and spend fifty dollars and have a three-hour dinner like that's that's much bigger and that does spread joy but it doesn't have to be that big it, the the small gifts of thoughtfulness and time and reaching out are are very valuable absolutely we've talked a lot on this podcast about how to live in the small and how to celebrate the small because we don't always do that or if we do it's not as advertised right it's always the big the big gatherings the big yes. uh the, the big overtures um the, the promposals uh and all of that <laughs> stuff right like those are the things that we celebrate we're, we're not celebrating those little those little moments and those moments where it, it, and even though it was a big moment for your husband but that moment was made because of the people that were there because of the because of the experiences and things that you shared it wasn't just because it was you know, this one thing, it was because it was so focused and so loving and so caring, like it, that, those are the things that made it worth it rather than uh, extravagance, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, so I said I had just a couple questions, but I do have one <laughs> additional question before we uh, kind of wrap up completely, which is just if um, if you had to narrow it down and it's OK if the answer is I can't do that. Uh, but if you had to narrow it down, what's your favorite type of map to make? Ooh. Oh boy. Um, I, I think my favorite map to make is probably one that mimics an sort of old fashioned style. Mm. So the, the like, uh, you know, the aged pa beige paper yeah. and some muted colors and sort of very, um, classic not not medieval not that far back and certainly not celestial way way back but sort of like the you know the 1800 style i i do love that style I think that's really cool. Uh, I'm, I'm also picturing like the, the I know that that also comes with kind of that 1800s compass style and yes yeah, that's, yes that's, that's really cool. <laughs> well um we've talked about the the website certainly a lot but but what would you like to promote oh i would love for people to head to hip maps and it's h-i-p-m-a-p-s hipmaps.com and take a look and you know let me know what you think there's there's a fun animated video and there's some cool images and um 
I also have social media links on my website. And uh, if anyone has any interest in maps, I would encourage you to, to follow me because I, I put a lot of effort into my social media posts, um, especially Instagram and Facebook, because I love, I mean, again, spreading the joy. I really love uh, putting up other people's maps and uh, really cool ideas that other people have had and interesting styles of maps and ways of presenting information that uh, I never would have thought of. And, you know, there's this whole, and I do some sort of like, uh, some historical map education. And I, I, I also put quotes up that have to do with maps. So I like my social media feeds and I would love everyone else to enjoy them as well. <laughs> and I, I can speak, um, you know, for uh, the social media posts, but I can also speak for the, um, for the website itself, a, a very easy to navigate, you know exactly what you're getting. Um, but like you said, there's there's tons of examples of maps on there. Uh, there's tons of, uh, of like there's cool little videos. It even shows you like behind the scenes, how you go into creating those. And I, I just think it's really great. And, and I think it serves uh, a, a wide variety of, of folks. So I definitely encourage everyone to, to check out Hip Maps. And uh, we'll also post all the links uh, to the show notes and um, all of the social media links as well. Great, thank you. <laughs> well, Rachel, it's been an absolute joy uh, to go back to joy again. It's been an absolute <laughs> joy to have you on. Um, I always love talking about how to spread joy in others and how to bring uh, others bliss. It's the whole name of the podcast, but thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for having this podcast. It's a really, really special one. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll see everybody next time on What's Your Bliss. Thank you. You can find What's Your Bliss at anythingbutcredible.com and on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher. Please follow on Twitter and Instagram at YourBlissPod and like What's Your Bliss on Facebook. If you have any questions for me or if you'd like to be a guest or advertise on the podcast, please email me at yourblisspodcast at gmail.com. Please check out anythingbutcredible.com to find all the additional awesome content and podcasts, including Offended, Movie Merge, Going Off Topic, and of course, the Anything But Credible podcast. Mm -hmm.